Hey guys, this is the day two recap of Star Wars Celebration Chicago 2019. Uh, how are we feeling today compared to yesterday? I think uh, we're doing a little bit better. A little bit better. Ed, you're not feeling too well tonight. No. No, you hear the voice crack right there? I am <laughs> not feeling great at all, but I'm still here. A little under the weather, but uh, holding together. Definitely. Awesome. Um, we're going to go through just kind of the main points of what we came uh, across today at Star Wars Celebration. Today was the busiest day for us. I think we were mostly in panels all day. Um, it halved our steps from 21,000 steps, 22,000 steps to about 10,000 steps. Mm. Uh, just because we're sitting down a lot, which was nice. It was a nice change. Um, so we slept until 8 a.m. And then we moved our way over to the Star Wars show stage at McCormick Place to watch the Galaxy's Edge panel. And by we, I mean Ed and myself. Mm -hmm. um, funny enough, we got to meet the host of the stage prior to the show, uh, Cam. Yeah, he kind of just walked down into the crowd and before we knew he was right beside us. It so we've got some pictures with him too. It was pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> I looked up at the, at the TV screen and my the back of my head... <laughs> Because I was on that side of the camera, that uh, it was on the, it was on the TV, and so you're, you're like half famous. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and uh, after the uh, Galaxy's Edge, actually, before we move on, let's just talk a few points about that. Ed, there's some pretty interesting things that happened there. They revealed the app that that you download on your phone, and you can use that to scan, hack, uh, decipher messages. Um, yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's all tied up in what seems to be QR codes and different things you can just like... Audio recordings to find out like quests and stuff kind yeah, of... Yeah, because once you get into Galaxy's Edge, you pretty much choose a side as to who you're going to support while you're there. And your decisions that you make also affect how that affects how people talk to you and how your interactions go at your hotel and around the park. So I'm assuming from that your choices are the First Order or Losers? Basically, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how it should be. Um, <laughs> and they also got a partnership with Coca-Cola, and Coca-Cola made an Orabesh logo and uh, some interesting, and uh, it <laughs> it was pretty good. But they had like cool designs for the the actual drinks, and they had a little trailer for that. Funny enough, yeah. So you can get little Coke bottles. They're pretty much they they're look like, like thermal detonators. You ever have those chubby like you remember those little tiny chubby oh yeah, yeah, yeah. pop containers? Yeah, they're yeah. kind of like that, but more round. Hopefully uh, the rest of the world knows what that uh, that is. If not, but look yeah. it up. It's Chubby Pop. Little, they kind of look like tiny. It's like pure sugar with a little bit of water in it. It looks like someone mixed, yeah, like a thermal detonator and a potion bottle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, we heard John Williams' music. Yeah. We, we posted all this on our Twitter feed, too. We made a whole, whole thread about it and posted it as it came up. And uh, we got a clip of uh, John Williams' music for the park, which was beautiful. Ed, what do you think of that? Yeah, I managed to... Uh, get a little bit down for that it was it was something good to hear because you always want to hear what masterpiece williams is going to come up with next and if this is just like something we hear as we're walking into the park it'd be great because they're probably going to have a bunch of different scores around like if you hit one of the cantinas you'll hear a different whole soundtrack go through uh, that should be DJ. Uh, what was his name for that? Uh, DJ RX twenty four. He the guy from the droid that was the host of the Star Tours for decades, and uh, they repurposed him as a DJ droid in the Ogus Cantina. Um, the other thing that was interesting is they announced that Frank Oz will be reprising his role as Yoda somehow in the park, um, which is interesting. And we got to see a little bit of a trailer for Hano Onaka and how he kind of came in possession of the Millennium Falcon and the deal 
they didn't specify the deal, but there was a deal between Chewbacca, a reluctant deal between Chewbacca and Hondo for this, as the park kind of takes place in the uh, post-episode 8 universe on Batuu. Um, that was pretty much all they really released from what I can remember. Yeah? Or all they wanted to show us for that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Josh Gad was hosting the stage. And uh, he he had a funny trailer at the beginning of him trying to get it at the park. That was pretty good. And uh, then they actually showed footage of inside the park at the very end, which was really cool. Um, cinematic music was amazing. I think it was John Williams' music there too. Um, but yeah, that was the Galaxy's Edge panel. If you want to see photos and videos, you can look up on our Twitter account at VoiceForcePod, and you can look at the thread there. Um, while we were there, Noma was over at the Fantasy Flight Games panel. And, uh, Noah, do you want to tell us a little bit about the inside scoop at Fantasy Flight? Yeah, sure. So um, if anyone's interested in uh, another version of the bullet points, uh, we did also post uh, a whole bunch of tweets talking about that, um, uh, about what I saw on the panel. But I'll go over what I can remember. Uh, so there were a lot of cool things. Um, Legion was the kind of the fastest one because they they were talking mostly about Clone Wars Legion and how they're changing up the models. So... We'll be getting a lot more customization in the future. Uh, one thing that's really cool is the new Grievous model that's coming out. There's four different forms of him, uh, like standard. You can go nuts and do your own things, but that is uh, two lightsabers and a cloak, pretty standard. Two lightsabers without a cloak, four lightsabers. Um, you know the him versus Obi Wan scene, and then also the old school Clone Wars, which is two lightsabers and one in his claw foot, and. As soon as I heard that, I was like, "Oh, For Legion!" Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Oh, I might, I might be starting Legion." And Ed was making some motions over there for Spider uh, Form Grievous, and oh man, I'd love to see a conversion of that. That, that would, would be, be amazing. Battlefront Two style oh, yeah. Scuttlebug Grievous. That would be yeah, that would be awesome. Um, so from there, they jumped into X Wing. X Wing uh, Wave Two. They're going to be re-releasing a bunch of new ships. I think. Uh, I hope I don't get this wrong, but it was the uh, Scum Sick Fighter. The uh, Imperial Inquisitor's tie. Ooh, um, the prototype tie advanced. Yeah, yeah, the prototype one. So that'll be really, really neat to see. With the movable, like, wing parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, then they also showed off uh, two new ones for the Clone Wars. So we're getting the Geonosian Starfighter. Ooh, okay. And the BTL, uh, B or sorry, the BTL Y-Wing. Uh, so the original Y-Wing incarnation. And as well as those two, we're getting... Uh, the ghost redone and the ghost comes with the phantom 2 and one really awesome feature is that the phantom 2 now docks into the ghost that is amazing yeah that's gonna be because the original ghost had the phantom 1 but it, it it was locked in there you couldn't take it out and it had its own separate figure um and then there was i think there was one other but it's kind of blanking my mind right now i'll see if i can figure find it again but uh, while I'm doing that, they also went over uh, the re-releasing the epic ship rules. So the huge ships, you know, you have the blockade runner and um, the raider and the sea rock uh, for each of the factions. They're going to be giving new movement dials and new movement uh, tools with them. So that'll be really cool. They'll basically be their own uh, separate ships now. And yeah, I was right. The other X-Wing ship is the Jumpmaster 5000. And the last rule they went jump, into, jump, jump, yeah, which jump. Uh, if you if the Jumpmaster Five Thousand sounds like a weird ship, it was never sounds really like it's from like nineteen eighties or seventies. It basically is. It was never shown in any of the movies. It's Dengar's ship. 
Um, everyone's oh, favorite. Yeah. yeah, everyone's favorite toilet paper bounty hunter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Bosk. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. Um, and then they also showed another cool thing, which I was very excited about, which is they're going to be doing fighter wings. So they'll be giving um, maneuver tools for larger battles and stuff like that. I think it's mostly for Epic, but you probably use it in the main game, where you'll move one fighter and everybody else does the same movement. So you'll be able to have accurate fighter wings in the game, which is something... I think a lot of people have been waiting for since Wave 1 because that, that's just so cinematic and so cool. Um, from there, they went into Armada, and the Armada announcement was very fast. Uh, we're getting Clone Wars Armada in 2020, so that'll be... Is, oh. Did they release any images? Or no, is it, no. It was they, just like, hey, they were doing this. They, they've literally just announced it. And, Work in progress. Uh, yeah, and I'll go into... I, I, I learned a little bit more about that, but I'll go into that later. And then uh, Destiny, they, they showed their new Spark of Hope booster pack which is going to be having a lot of new characters. They said droid characters are going to be expanded upon, and we're going to get our first Night Sister um, boot kind of booster characters because Mother Talism exists right now, but that's it. Um, so, you know, we'll probably be getting Asajj Ventress. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Savage and, and, you know, all those kind of guys and probably basic Night Sisters as well. So that'll be cool. Um, but then as well, later on in the day, I was lucky enough to actually run into um, one of the FFG heads, uh, just I kind of just ran into him on the show floor. I was super, super, uh, kind of a little bit starstruck. Uh, it was uh, Brian Schomburg, who is the uh, visual, uh, creative visual director. Um, and I, I got to ask him a, a couple of questions, and he was he really, really awesome guy, really, really nice. Um, and from that, I, I got to learn that the Clone Wars set, they have, I, I wouldn't say no idea, because I'm sure they've got some production idea, but they're still kind of hashing out their Phase 1 releases of what Clone Wars Armada is going to look like. And I, I talked to them a little bit more just about how, you know, this was the, their first uh, celebration where they were having an exclusive release and just kind of how they were managing that. And then, you know, listening to everybody's feedback and already uh, planning for next year, which is, you know, really cool. These guys are, are super on the ball. And they, they hear us, you know, they hear everything that we're saying, and they're doing everything that they can to you know make the fans happy and please them and it's just it's so gratifying to hear that fantasy flight has so much love and passion behind their products and you know want to make the fans as happy as they can be so that was super super awesome speaking of passion uh, we all went to the del rey book panel um that was with the host mark thompson who does the narration for all the most of the audiobooks sorry not all of them and we also got to see Alexander Freed, Claudia Gray, Timothy Zahn, Delilah S. Dawson, and Cave, or Kevin Scott on the panel as well. And they were talking about um, some opinions on things. They talked a little bit about Dooku Jedi Lost, the audiobook, and uh, Dooku's first apprentice, who is also kind of a mentor to Qui-Gon in a way, um, which was also brought over to uh, the Master and Apprentice book. And not only is it a book about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, but it's also a book about... Um, Dooku and his apprentice. I can't remember his name. Ed, do you remember his name? No. Uh, Dooku's apprentice. Yeah, Dooku's. Do you remember Dooku's apprentice's name? Started with an R, I think. Yeah, I can't remember, but um, we'll we'll find out eventually when we get temple temple archives number fifty seven. Yeah, we'll eventually um, get there. But we had to we had to dip out of that panel pretty early, like about halfway through, because we wanted to get to the Jedi Fallen Order panel, which was great. Um, Ed, do you want to talk a little bit about the Fallen Order panel? Now, for Fallen Order, this has been something that um, 
it's been skeptical in the minds of everybody. I think we were all a little <laughs> hesitant on it. Every gamer, like the common catchphrase after hearing it was just like, "Don't let it be canceled, or don't cancel it, or please don't let this thing fade away." Oh yeah, you, you've heard us say that. You've heard me say that just a couple times. Until it's in your hand, Noma, it's canceled. Yeah, pretty much for you. Yeah, I get yeah. you. And it seems like it's going to be something that's definitely worth keeping an eye on because. From everything that we've seen, if you're a fan of Shameless or if you're a fan of Gotham, um, there is a character or the character who's playing our our leading role of Cal Kestis is Cameron Monaghan. Now, for the people who watch Gotham, I haven't watched Shameless personally, but I've had somebody who, as soon as he saw the trailer, just, is that so-and-so from Shameless? I was like, yeah, that's him. But he was Jerome on Gotham. Oh, okay. okay. And so what they were looking for initially was somebody who had a youngish looking kind of face, someone who really who was the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> kind of just someone who could really portray all kind of sides to the job. And initially they didn't even have him in the pile. That was um that was even to be considered. It was just one night, one of their guys who was supposed to be looking through all the applications, applications for it was just going through the other pile and said, hey, why not this guy? And then that was it. They spent a year in about development for just trying to find somebody, trying to make the character concept and everything that's who Cal was going to be. And once they had Cameron for it, it was like a done deal. And uh, but what, what the uh, biggest um, the biggest thing they had for it, which they got a huge cheer about, was the fact that there was gonna be no microtransactions, yeah, no, no multiplayer, crazy no stuff like it's story like based game. Buy it, you have it. I will save my opinions for the end. I mean, if you right. if there was ever a cheer for something that finally had to come, that was one of the EA, first things they said though before they even brought uh, Cameron out. Is it Cameron? My hand. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Ed, what did they uh, tell us about the companion of Cal Kestis, the main character, and uh, maybe some other characters that maybe popped up on stage or uh, were revealed to be maybe the baddies? So everybody in one of these kind of stories needs a companion, someone who will accompany, accompany them through these dark times. And for Cal, you have BD-1. It's pretty much stands for Buddy Droid, and he's a little, he's a little guy that uh, Cameron himself referred to as like it's like going around with your dog, almost kind of no. But he's not just in that role where he's that like relief or just there for support. He's actually their partners. He has his own functions that helps Cal as well as vice versa. So there's definitely something between them, but um, there's also. The other side of the story, because everything, what are they running away from? What are they trying to fight? And we have the second sister, who is part of the Inquisitorious, but accompanying her. And what, there's only so many of the Inquisitors around that they need a certain unit to go around helping them to find these rogue Jedi, according to them, wherever they are, and put them down. And so we were introduced to the Purge Trooper, now these guys they looked fantastic just glowing red eyes they had these light if you remember grievous's um 
his Magna Guards, they pretty much have identical weapons. The, uh, the, the Electro Staffs. They have I love how we all knew well. that at the same time. <laughs> they have those as well. And there's a really sweet scene in the, in the trailer where uh, Cal is going up against uh, Purge Trooper. And he's just dick mowing him down to the point where he's like trying to stop a fan while holding one off. Not like a small time. dinky fan, but like a big like, industrial fan that's probably like 30 fan. feet wide in yeah, diameter. It's it's crazy to see. And I'm really looking forward to this one. It's supposed to come out the 15th of November. Yeah. But um, and and that's 2019. So it's going to be a great, great last quarter of the year. November 15th? Yeah. So I'll jump in here with the two little pessimisms that I, I am obligated to have. Before you do that, yes, I'm just going to say if you guys want to see any concept art of characters and things on uh, our Twitter account, we do have a thread for this one as well. Nice. For Jedi Fallen Order. Okay, go so, ahead. So, yeah, the two things, uh, it's really only one, honestly, but um, first thing is that there there have been games that have come out before where they said there were no microtransactions, and it turns out there were. Now, granted, I will give EA this. They have never done that. It was not them who who broke that clause. The only other thing that really concerns me is that it comes out this year. And as soon as I heard that, I got a lot of Anthem and Andromeda flashbacks. However, again, um, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. The third time's the charm. Hopefully they've learned and this is a solid polish game when it comes out. I mean, I'm interested. I am, like they sh- They showed a lot more than I was expecting. It looks like they've got a lot ready, and the trailer did look very, very nice. So I'll definitely be watching the game, and I, I really do hope that it comes out and it is a huge success. I think the one You'd thing be that really, really pushing it if you're trying to put microtransactions into a single-player game. Shadow of War. That's But again, In that, that wasn't one, EA. It's because you had, like, oh, here's your Legion that you're trying to yeah, yeah. bring with you. So, like, with you just being Cal, and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. they tried to charge it. like, oh, do you want to have Jedi robes? I was like, yeah. are you, no. <laughs> Like, this is supposed to be the dark times. Yeah. I, one of their taglines was just like, you know, uh, the trust no one kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. trust in the force. Don't don't stand out was one of the biggest ones they said. They yeah. kept saying, don't stand it, out. It, it definitely gave me the idea of, like, Kane and Jarrus as, like, trying to run from the yeah, Empire. Vibe. Very yeah. similar. But it looks like Cal Kestis is a little older when the Jedi, uh, order, when Order 66 happened. Mm. So he seems... No? You think he's around the same age? He's still a Padawan. Because, yeah, at the and time, Kanan was a youngling. Ka- mm. Kanan was a Padawan as well. Um, he, he was a very it's young It's just Padawan, that yeah. between yeah. that and... Oh, you're new, right. He was a very young Padawan. Between yeah, yeah. that and a new dawn, like, there's been a lot of time that's passed. That's true. I don't um, know if this takes place whereas right this before seemed, then or not. It, yeah, it must, a new yeah, dawn yeah. is Rebels. It must have to because yeah, Rebels yeah, comes out and there's no second sister. Yeah. So, so she she's in the Darth Vader, Darth Vader comics. So I guess, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. So, Rebels takes place after. That makes sense then. Yeah. Um, the other thing too I wanted to point out was the crew that's working on this game. People from Uncharted, from Naughty Dog. People from uh, Santa Monica, God of War 3. People from the Call of Duty um, Modern Warfare and Black Ops teams, I believe. And a few others. So it's it's a the lot of... The biggest one is actually Respawn, the yes. Titanfall. They Titanfall, like, that's the other they, one. They are no, actually true. on the tagline because they are the main team that's yeah. worked on it. So And yeah. it's it's just like these people have joined up with... Like they've joined... They've now working at Respawn, but they have worked on those other titles before. Mm. And it's just interesting to see such a ragtag group of guys and girls that are just passionate about their games, have made fan- phenomenal games, and have put all of it into this, which is... The one reason the four years is a little nerve-wracking for Noma and for us too, 
but then this kind of for me anyway it balances out the the fear with the hope yeah i mean because you say the four years anthem took seven but exactly again granted with the with you know all the news that's come out the kotaku article and all that kind of stuff it really seems like anthem didn't come out in seven years it really came out like a year so again you know hopefully they actually use that four-year production cycle well yeah, came out. As much as I am a pessimist, I would love a good Star Wars single-player game. So I am hoping that this turns out good. For example, like they spent a year on character design and just the concept of Cal and nailing and it down. If you take that much time for a character for a single-player game, and like that to me is insane to the point of you want to make sure you have every detail of this guy down to the T. Um, we saw some uh, just mocap with Cameron doing some stuff as him and everything. Flipping like around, attached to a whole bunch of cords, doing these crazy moves. It was great. Like there's, they. It looks like they have definitely put the work into this one. So it, it wouldn't be a disappointment if this one kind of fell through. It'd be more like it's such a shame because it everyone. There's like so much writing on this game because we haven't had one of these in a long time. It just since the like Force Unleashed. Really, um, it just looks like they've worked so hard on it that you want you, you want, want them to pay it to off. Succeed. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to say is the lightsaber. Um, they said that it's going to. It may not be Cal's uh, actual lightsaber. It could be maybe his master's or someone's that he's found, and it will evolve with him over the game. It'll be upgrade. Like so it was implied that it was upgradable, and it will evolve as much as Cal does throughout the game, which is kind of cool. Um, and that was pretty much the end of the panel for Fallen Order, which, sorry about the length of that one, but it was it's a really heavy panel. Really good. Um, autographs. Um, crazy, crazy time. Uh, Noma was running around looking on the show floor, and uh, Ed and I went over to the autograph because I got an autograph from Ian McDermott and Ahmed Best. And uh, so we went up to Ian McDermott's line, and uh, we got to the line... And Ed, you you got emotional. Yeah. So initially, I wanted to really get a autograph from Hayden Christensen, but uh, his stuff was all capped out and everything was done, so there was no hope of doing that. So joining the Ian McDiarmid line, which is pretty much right on the same level, it surprised me that they were actually right next to each other, and as we were in the line. Uh, Hayden's opened up, and I'll tell you, the guy does not look like he's aged a day from 2005. I don't know how he does it. I don't know what kind of product he's using or is whatever. It a, is it the keto diet? It's got to be something. <laughs> but, Who knows? Who knows? So that was just the lead up to everything. So I was already, I won't lie, I was getting a little emotional just from that. Just being like, oh, wow, he's like 20 feet away from me kind of thing. And I, I've i never fanboyed over anything up until, I believe, this day. And we get up to we're next in line to see McDermott and already through a few moments throughout the uh, a few moments throughout the um, uh, throughout the line, I was already getting really emotional at points. There were some tear- tears welling in your eyes and for sure. As we as we made it right up to him, the, the guy's amazing. Like, nicest person you'll ever meet. Took the time to 
He asked you if you were okay. Yeah. He, he wasn't sure. He, he was he was genuinely concerned. Checking up on me because I was just like, you know, I walked up to him, shook his hand. Not once, but twice. Blubbered through one of my questions because I just, I couldn't find words. And then he kind of looked at me, smiled again, and it was just like, we were turning to leave. And he offered his hand first this time. And I was like, oh, my God. And it's just like, I don't ever want to wash this hand again kind of feeling. But, um... No, it was definitely one of once the, in a lifetime for you, man. Yeah, it was the, one of the biggest highlights of the celebration for me. That's it's something good. I'll never forget. So I'm glad I'm glad you were able to come in. I'm glad that the uh, crew and cat and staff of the convention were allowing us to do that. Have you come up, even though we only have one ticket for an autograph? Um, and then the other one was Ahmed Best, who plays Jar Jar Binks, and you guys know this, but I'm a huge Star Wars Episode One fan. And I really liked Jar Jar. I was seven years old when the movie came out, and I really enjoyed Jar Jar's character, even though a lot of people didn't. I honestly didn't know that people didn't like him until probably like in the last six, seven years uh, when I started getting back into Star Wars. And uh, he was a really nice guy, and was able to uh, I was able to shake his hand and tell him, you know, I'm sorry for all the flack he's gotten over the years, and no one deserves that. But I just wanted to let him know that. As a seven-year-old at the time, I appreciated his his character and what he portrayed in the character, and uh, it just it meant a lot to me. And he really enjoyed that smiling from ear to ear when I said that, and uh, it was just uh, it was a good moment to be able to meet somebody that you know gave me a lot of enjoyment in in Star Wars. So that was our autographs. Um, and Noma, you went to the. ILM XLab panel um, for the visual effects, and you thought it was maybe for like movie stuff, but then you found out it was yeah. So originally, I thought it was just ILM in general. Um, so I was like, oh, it'll be cool to go and see a lot of their VFX work. And I'll be honest, uh, the panel started, and I went, oh, it's all uh, VR. Mm, maybe I should leave. But uh, the panel was actually the panel was actually really, really good. Like I was very, very surprised. Um, they went into a lot of detail on like how they've been experimenting with VR because it's such uncharted territory and kind of what kind of things they've been experimenting with. Trials of Tatooine and then there was, uh, I wasn't paying too much attention to the name, but there was some sort, they're, they're coming out with a Porg uh, kind of like augmented reality game. Um, <laughs> there was a funny thing where the guy was going, yeah, so like 90% of the people that we tested it with, they were really, uh, they responded really well with the Porgs and, you know, they thought they were really cute. And then the other 10%, uh, tried to get very violent very quickly. And I was like, oh, I, I, I know what side I'm on. Uh, <laughs> so did they test like, you know, three people, four people? Yeah, right. Was there a spit that you could roast them on? No, 90%. Yeah, so, so funny story. One of the guys was like, yeah, you know, I was very disappointed because when I tested it out the first time, there was no barbecue spit option. Ah. Uh, so, you know, I had to, to take could it myself. Could you imagine? AR sitting uh, sitting down and look over to your right with the AR and you got Chewy roasting a oh, uh, a porg I'd, I'd that'd be cool. That. Um, but one of the other things that they did because uh, you guys probably remember us talking about Secrets of the Empire and how we were gonna try it but it was really expensive and it didn't seem that good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they they actually talked about Secrets of the Empire and it was completely different from what we'd read on on the site for uh, the void that's set up where we are because uh, we had been told it was thirty five dollars for like a fifteen minute experience. That's it. Doesn't sound that immersive but they're talking about it and they're going oh you know it's, it's a 20 to 25 plus experience or it's 20 to 25 plus minute experience and it's a, a 4d s simulation so they actually pipe smells in 
and they have wind that comes in to make it feel like you're on you're on the heat blasted slopes of Mustafar, and apparently there's a whole they they set up like apparent. I'm not 100% sure if our void has it, but it sounds like they all do. They have a set, like a literal set, because they were talking about looking at, looking at a wooden railing, but their brain was telling them it was, you know, the railing that they were looking on from uh, Vader's castle down. And I was like, oh my god, if the, all this stuff's in this, this is amazing. This is nothing like what, what we were sold on. Um, so that was really cool, and, and now uh, I think we all actually want to go and try it. And then they also started talking about Vader Immortal and showing a, a lot of that stuff. So they talked about the process and their experiences with it and uh, how it's coming out on the new Oculus. And honestly, I mean, maybe it's just the hype from Celebration, but by the end of it, I was like, man, I kind of want an Oculus now, especially with the new one. The new one's apparently only three ninety nine, and it, it's its own system. You don't need a, a computer or, a, or a, you know, another game console hooked up. Just go straight on your head, headphones, that's it, you're done. So, I mean, if that that's how far we've progressed already. We're literally hitting the point of VR where I was like, you know, I'm not going to get VR until this comes out. And I'm like, oh, 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 it's already here. I know All this right. is like super controversial, but uh, my 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 purchase of VR gear, I hope it happens someday. But it is like sci-fi is the sort of online like Nerve Gear kind of stuff. Oh. <laughs> they actually pointed that out, and one of the one of the the remarks was that uh, you know we're still many 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 years away from the ready, pl- ready Player One feedback. Suits. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the the demo stuff, like companies coming up with like pr- private brand new like um up and coming companies that have mm-hmm. like uh, haptic gloves yeah so instead of using controllers your gloves are the controllers and it tracks all of that and yeah and which they is were talking really about, cool. about the walking that a little bit. floors yeah, and stuff with, with the the kind of boot vr boots and stuff like that and how they're they're gonna try and tackle that one as a little bit more mainstream which mm-hmm. makes sense you don't want to sell to like five people um you can't yeah a 10 grand yeah, system yeah, would be ridiculous yeah exactly right um, and I was able to, to talk with a few of them after the panel, and I, I got to ask a question, which was basically, Starfighter combat? Can we can we get some some VR Starfighter combat? Yes, please. That would be that would be amazing. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, they they brought up a very good point, which I hadn't thought of, which was um, motion sickness. Motion sickness was a huge obstacle that they've got to not e- I, I not even really overcome, but like they've got to tackle that. That's that's something that's kind of been holding them back because when you're on the ground, you don't really need to worry about motion sickness. As right, much. but when you're flying around really fast yeah, with yeah. these starfighters in space, it can get kind of hectic. Yeah, and and that made sense to me because I do remember hearing on some of the early VR stuff with roller coasters and stuff yeah, like people that. getting thrown up all the time. Yeah, yeah, they they were actually so, you know, queasy. If they were able to look at some of the things done from Battlefront One. Because they do have a VR mode for mm. Starfighter in that. Well, not necessarily Starfighter, but is it is an X-wing mission. Yeah, and you're just like and kind of flying around with your squad. It's pretty interesting um, to see that. So if they were to follow something like that, like you're not necessarily flying around at breakneck speeds. Yeah, but um, it's still fast enough where I was able to look around, do everything, still fire, um, yeah, yeah, activate S foils, do everything like that. It was still a lot of mm. fun. So hopefully, if they can get into something like that it not need it need not be multiplayer or anything like that oh, no, but no, just no, for no. an yeah, experience yeah. Yeah, for now exactly. like you know? if it's single player and they can nail it they'll get the multiplayer eventually yeah and but that was one of the things that that uh i was very happy with was that they they made it fairly clear throughout the entire presentation that they're not looking for cash grabs. They're not just trying to pump out things. No microtransactions? Yeah, no microtransactions. What? <laughs> but, you know, that that they wanted to make actual experiences and they weren't going to just pump out things to try and, you know, make money as fast as possible. That makes me very happy. Yeah, right? And I was like, and especially hearing them, I was, any time you've got a team that's that passionate um, and that kind of 
in love with what it's they're like doing. the ffg guys like they yeah, just exactly. know what they're talking about they know how to make a game exactly and they know how to bring star wars into that game to mm-hmm. make it as realistic as possible yeah if, if you're that passionate i'm gonna trust you a, a hell of a lot more because y- they feel what we feel and they know what we know and they want to have that same experience that exactly we so yeah um, nice. And, uh, last couple things. It was more of, this is around like 7 p.m. local time in Chicago. Uh, we made our way over to the Star Wars, the Old Republic Community Cantina, which for, if you don't know, they do it usually at major cons like San Diego Comic Con, I think. And they did it at, uh, most of the celebrations I, I've been to. And basically it's just, you RSVP, you walk up, you get a wristband if you're 21 or older and you get a free drink ticket and some free swag. And they release a lot of new information of the new patches and the new content that's coming up. And uh, Ed, since you are the Swator or Tor mastermind in our group, um, do you remember some of the things that you wrote down for the Old Republic? Some like quick main points of uh, all the things that were announced there. While you're looking that up, um, just kind of bring up in the line for the cantina, we actually met a guy dressed up as Kylo Ren super nice guy super friendly very very um interesting interesting conversations we had with him about kylo ren and about what he liked about maybe the episode 9 trailer and and all that kind of stuff very very cool guy we met a theron sean a female cosplayer um for theron sean and she was super nice uh she was an artist a digital artist on on twitter and uh we also met charles boyd the creative director for star wars old republic he was dressed up as a um a Jedi Knight, um, and looked fantastic. Very nice guy, and another like quite a few other awesome cosplayers. We didn't get their names, but we had some Dreadmasters there, a Trooper, a Inquisitor, a lot of Benico beside the Inquisitor, and Archon, Thexen, and Satil Sean. So there, and there was more. There was way more. There was some Twilix and stuff there too. It was crazy, and it was just nuts. But uh, as for the actual patch notes, um, what were some of the major things? That were announced at the cantina. So, something that got everybody, I think, was that, and this is for people who played Knights of the Old Republic, um, they announced new planet, Dantooine. And it's going to be somewhat, sim- from the sounds of it, it's going to be somewhat similar to how Ilum operates and how it's going to be somewhere that we'll be able to travel to all the time, but there's going to be recurring events, like the Gree event that happens, usually during... Uh, Christmas or New Year's, it kind of happens around. There was just one that happened very recently, actually. Um, they've started to really have those go more and more. But uh, there's a new expansion coming out this September. It's called Onslaught. And this is going to give us a whole new storyline and a couple more planets. Again, it really seems like they're appealing to the old Knights of the Republic fans. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic fans, sorry. Um, and terms of the planets they have they've got uh planet their onderon is going to be back and that's where the princess was and the queen of onderon and everything like that uh, a new operation with duxon is going to be there so hopefully we're going to see more from mandalorians hopefully that's just my little touch on there if they want to really have more focus on them a uh, whole new planet that's just an original kind of thing, Mechsha, that's M-E-K-S-H-A. Increasing the level cap from 70 to 75, and each uh, class is getting one new ability for that. And hopefully we'll see more good things from there. We're going back to Corellia for a new Flashpoint. 
And for those of us that really enjoyed Corellia, shout out to Axial Park. I stayed longer in there just because I thought it looked great. And it was kind of hard to maneuver around there, but that's beside the point. But yeah, I really wanted to go back to Corellia again. I thought just that where it was in the story, we didn't really get to really enjoy everything it had to offer. We just kind of wanted to get out of there and finish up our stories. But uh, they've got something called the Spoils of War, which is a massive change to how we get our items set and how we customize these sets, what these sets are going to include. Like, we've got a lot of progression going on there. There's good, So it seems like they're really revamping a lot of the game's just functions in general for this new release. It comes out this September, so I'm very, very excited to see this. Um, some of little bonus things they threw at us for this as well um we're gonna have some non-combat sets for so you for you guys who love on that merchant side of the game who love to craft gear and material and sell that to other players they're gonna have item sets that are for you where it will focus on your gathering skills um have you remember for the last how many since 2011 you log in you get that track list that comes up as you select yeah that's being changed, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this one. It's on our Twitter page as well, but if you enjoy just that heavy choir... It's a great opening song like for the it, character select screen. It sounds amazing. Right, and it's, so this will be coming up this September, and for some more bonus stuff we have for you, um, if you have a subscribed membership or you plan on getting a subscribed membership, it will be free for you. And another free part of that is a new species. If you remember, they introduced Togruta just a little while before. And this one, we used the coin to activate to get the species unlocked. But now we're getting Nautilans coming out. And this will be free for all subscribers that are going to have the the new expansion as of September. And they just showed us a whole palette of different sort of colors and skin types and everything that you can do with them for customization so if kit fisto was one of your guys that you loved absolutely through any of the fandom you'll be able to make that you mean you mean the jedi that uh took on palpatine and died immediately i mean he did do some other pretty sweet stuff too it's just that's how powerful uh, uh, sidious is you don't mess with him he that's sent why four masters after him and he had, he he had a hold over you down. in the line man you just made you cry so that's the power of Sidious. But um, yeah, those Nautilin Jedi or or smugglers or whatever class you want to be, that will be a new playable race for you to be. But yeah, those are just a few of the highlights that um, were really introduced at that uh, at the cantina. If you want to see everything in detail, it is on our Twitter page as well. It's like a three-screenshotted document of different things. Pretty much everything in point form we have there. There are pictures. We have videos of the the new songs, some of the some a lot of screenshots that they put up on there. You'll be able to see a lot. So definitely check that out because if you are an old Republic player that's currently playing, or if you're thinking about getting back into the game, or if you've never played it before, it's gonna be a great time to jump in because they are changing so much that it's gonna feel like or might feel like a new game entirely. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, thank you, Ed. Um, now we're going to move on to the last thing we did for the night evening, um, which we all thought we would lose our voices from afterwards because the Arc Bar Podcaster Meetup was a success, to say it lightly. 
um, Coffee with Kenobi guys were hosting it, and I got to meet them there, which was awesome. And uh, shout out to the Coffee with Kenobi crew. Woo. And uh, we met so many people. Um, the first guys we kind of ran into were the Radio Free Tatooine crew, which was uh, Sean, Jan, and Matt, and uh, Noma. And Ed, you guys were talking to the Radio Free guys for a while. I, I joined in a bit, and I tried to get around as many people as I could. But you guys talked to Sean, John, Jan, that's how he said it, yeah. and, uh, and Matt more than I did. So uh, how, how did that go? Uh, it went pretty well. We, uh, I really hit it off with them because it turns out they are all wargaming uh, fans like I am. Um, so yeah, we talked about Warhammer, we talked about Legion, talked about well, a whole bunch of things. But yeah, it was it was, <laughs> it was mostly just the fact that me and Ed were kind of like on the last legs. So um, having a seat at the at the table with them yeah, was the best. Yeah, yeah, and they were also super super cool guys. So uh, yeah, we had an awesome conversation for quite a while while uh, Dan just hopped around and uh, did the actual leg work. Take my uh, business card. Nice yeah, to meet you. Yeah, Good to see you again. Take my business card. But uh, yeah, no, seriously, all all three of them were super awesome guys, and it was it was a really really awesome conversation. So awesome. we had a blast. Yeah. Um, Ed, do you want to say anything about that or? Honestly, from what I can remember from that, you, that you time, were you were almost like was, you were uh, almost unconscious like at I, that point. I was listening to a lot of conversation. I wasn't really contributing much. I was like, you that's c- when the you sickness really hit you. My voice. That's when the sickness really hit you. He was down with the sickness, as they say. <laughs> Shout Excuse out Disturbed. Wow. Shout out Disturbed. It's awesome. Keep doing what Hell you do. We yeah. love you. Uh, but, yeah, it was still it was still great to see. I did get to uh, end up chatting with a few of them as well. Like, I told them I'd just come from the uh, Cantina tour, so they wanted to hear a lot about that. And it was just, it was fun sitting there and just listening to the engagement. I have not a Warhammer or any sort of player myself, but it was really interesting to listen and, to and everything they had to say. And the fact that you're not a Warhammer player is why you have a lot more money than me. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite nice. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a good night. It was great to see everybody who, you know, just kind of get together and socialize. It was, th- when I got there, like, I was just trying to find the two of both Dan and Noma, and it was just almost we tried impossible. to run, but we couldn't, we couldn't hide. <laughs> it was so packed, and it was like there was something happening everywhere. So I think there was probably over capacity for that bar. Oh, I think that's putting it lightly. Easily, yeah. um, and just to kind of go around and around the circle here of people that we met, um, I got to meet again the Random Chatter crew uh, from Random Chatter and Force Chatter, uh, Lou, uh, Saki, and Tim. And Andrea and Fred, I got to meet all those guys, which was great. I met Lou and Eric Blythe, who wasn't able to attend this year, down at Celebration Orlando. And they gave us tips, actually, to help me start up this podcast with Ed at the time and now Noma, which is awesome. And uh, I got to meet Andrea and Fred, which is great. Um, And uh, at at the same table, they had the Jedi Journal uh, guys, or guy, um, Jay, Jovial Jay, and he... (laughs) Funny enough, he has the memory of an elephant because he looked at me. He's like, you're Dan, right? From uh, Voice of the Force? Yeah. You remember me? He's like, of course. Orlando, man. It's been great. I was like, mm, okay, cool. Good to see you too, Jay. And uh, we talked for a bit. And uh, wandering over to the area was the Forcecast guys. So uh, Ryan was there. And I got to talk to him and uh, shoot a little bit of conversation back and forth. And then he went to go get Daniel, his co-host, and got to meet him too, which was great. It's the first time I met those guys since they just took over the Force cast recently. 
And that was really cool. And I got to talk to them and, and just, you know, get to know them a little bit more after such a long day at the convention, which was really nice. And um, over at the bar when I got some drinks for, for Noma and I, I met a guy named Jeff. And uh, he was talking to me about his wife and himself who have this company called Luminous Beings on Etsy. Shout out to them. And they had some cool loft cat pins that they were handing out. And I got a white loft cat pin, which is awesome. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, last but not least, we uh, ran into the Resistance Broadcast crew. I met Lacey there and uh, I guess a whole bunch of other listeners uh, there. Um, Ed, you might remember Scott from the uh, Fallen Order panel who was sitting next to me. I got to see him there too. That's actually why I walked over to say hi. And it turned out that the Resistance Broadcast crew was there and I got to meet Lacey. And uh, it was good. It was really good to meet everybody and to make connections and just encourage each other to keep on podcasting and creating content. And it was nice to just have a conversation with them. But yeah, that was the end of our night. And we came home and we are ready to pass out. But yeah, anything else you guys want to add for day two of Star Wars Celebration Chicago? My legs don't feel like they're quite as on fire as yesterday. Looks like your legs fell off like like Maul there. Got to reattach those, get some spider legs. Just because I can't feel them doesn't mean that they're not working properly. Fair enough. (laughs) All right, guys. We will talk to you guys soon. Remember, you can find us on all major podcatchers, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and anywhere else you like podcasts. But uh, without that, uh, for Twitter.com, you can find us at VoiceForcePod, Facebook.com slash VoiceForcePod. And our website, www.voiceoftheforce.com for all the updates and pictures from Star Wars Celebration. Those are exclusive to the website. So if you go there and go to the episode description, you'll see all of our pictures for the day. So with that said, may the Force be with you, and we will see you tomorrow on day three of Star Wars Celebration.